Welcome to The Frontline with FPM, where we talk about California politics, homeschool freedom, parental rights, and the family. I'm your host, Nathan Pierce, and thanks for joining us today. Let's jump right in and see what's going on here on The Frontline. Hi, Drew. How's it going? Hey, Nathan. It's going well. How about you? Good. Good. Glad it's Friday. Although, I would choose a different Friday if it was up to me. (laughs) Yeah, it's deadline day. It's a special, it's a special Friday. Why is that? Um, tell us about our numbers and where we're at with that. Well, uh, it is the last day to introduce bills uh, in the California legislature uh, for this year. So um, on Monday, we had about 800 bills introduced as of this morning, and they have until five to introduce more. As of this morning, we have about 2,200. Right. So they've introduced more than double what they had before uh, in the last three days. So that's, uh, it's been quite a bit to get through. Right. And we, and we double checked, we called um, both the, the front desk in the Senate and the front desk in the uh, assembly chamber to double check that they're both staying open till five today and we'll be receiving bills until that time. So They'll be um, they'll be getting a flurry more in addition to the two thousand plus that we've got already. So all that to yeah. say, we've got a lot on our plates to be reviewing and analyzing. We've got we got our work cut out for us as we normally do this time of year. Although for the last couple of years, we've actually had um, sort of a a lull, I should say. It, last year was a little more, but um, we've had a lull in legislative activity compared to most years previous to that. Um, things sort of slowed down at the Capitol in 2020, 2021. Um, so this year, they're back full speed ahead. And um, so when we have all these bills come in all at once, um, it takes us a little while to get through all of them. And uh, so one of the things that we do in addition to using our our software and our services that we use to filter through legislation is um, we are also kind of trying to keep our ear to the ground, listening to people that we know both in the building and from people across California. If you hear something that sounds like something that we should be doing something about here at FPM, um, let us know, Um, definitely contact us and and let us know if you hear something that sounds like it would be a direct impact on the family or on homeschooling because sometimes every once in a while uh somebody will hear locally um whether it's local news or whatever from a legislator doing a press conference that we miss somehow um they'll they'll announce something ahead of time before they introduce a bill or before they amend something into a bill that is kind of scary for families and and so Every once in a while, it's we hear about that through a contact just in somebody's local area in in their pocket in California where they happen to hear about this. So if you hear something, uh, say something. Let us know. Uh, we are definitely um, grateful. Uh, even if we have heard of it already, we're grateful to hear from you if you know of something that's going on. Um, we are monitoring a lot of bills, and we are doing a lot of analyses on bills, and uh, we have we have a lot that we're uh, actively working on um, and talking with legislative staff about right now. And um, we're going to talk about a couple of bills uh, this morning, but there are a lot more 
uh, that we're that we're working on as well. So, um, did I cover everything on that, Drew? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, basically, um, it's 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 a busy day, obviously for us. And yeah, um, as far as the uh, grassroots information that we receive, you know, just from people across the state. A lot of it can come from, you know, local announcements. It can even be in the form of a local regulation. We've dealt with a lot of those too, especially in the last couple of years. Um, it could be from a press conference that a, that a legislator gives. Uh, they really come from, from anywhere. And it doesn't just uh, stop at, you know, things that you might be a problem. It, you can uh, reach out to us about just any questions you have on legislation. If you hear something and, you know, say, hey, this, I have no idea what this means. Does this change how I'm going to educate my kids or anything like that? We we have a questionnaire on the website. You can just submit a question there and we'll get back to you ASAP. I mean, um, we have uh, we have plenty of resources to provide answers for any sort of question you might have. Yeah. So, um, and one last thing about um, the uh, podcast content is um, we'll be we'll be getting into a few of our resources at the end of this podcast today in case you're interested in getting more involved. But certainly, if you haven't contacted your legislator already this year about homeschooling, just to let them know you're a homeschooler in their district or somebody that cares about parental rights in their district, um, it's a really a great time still to be contacting them just out of friendliness, not with a bill in mind while you contact them to to work on trying to build a relationship with them uh that's not based out of um some some conflict or controversial issue but just based out of a friendly constituent wanting to reach out to the person that represents them it's a really good time to still do that and um that way you can you can start to build a little bit of a bridge at least um before uh, you might be taking action on any kind of a, a head-on attack on on parental rights or homeschooling. So, um, so with that, uh, let's uh, let's jump into our first bill, and um, that's AB six fifty nine. Uh, you may have heard of this. Um, uh, AB six fifty nine is a bill that adds another uh, mandatory vaccine to the list of vaccines that's required for attendance in a campus school, like a public school or a private school classroom. Now, there is an exemption for home-based private schools, which um, most of the folks that that we are interacting with and are supporting our organization are, are fit into that category, home-based private school. Private homeschoolers um, are, are in that category. So um, this bill doesn't directly impact those families. However, this is an issue because for, for all of us, because it kind of goes at parental rights in general, and uh, in, in a sense, human rights in general, because it's uh, it's going after your personal right to make medical decisions for yourself and your family. Um, and it's going after the, a parent's right to make uh, medical decisions for their children. And what, what this bill does is it adds the HPV vaccination, which is a vaccine for an STD. Essentially, that's what it is. It's a, a vaccine for an STD required for 
um, kids in this, it's the seventh or eighth grade, Drew. Anyone entering the eighth grade. So, so this would be 12 and 13 year olds, typically in eighth grade. So they, they would be required, not, not given the option to, to get this vaccine, but they would be required to get this vaccine um, in order to attend school. And um, while it doesn't impact individual families that are homeschooling at home, um, it's it's taking our state further in the direction of government deciding what medical care you have to receive, what vaccines you have to receive. It's another mandate for, that overrides parental authority, overrides a person's right to make a decision about uh, their own medical care. So it's really a bad direction, and we need to uh, stand up against this. Um, we need to not wait until something like this comes after private homeschooling directly, because this is a this is a parental rights issue. It's a family issue. It's a personal medical freedom issue, and um, we need to not let them expand this, particularly with this uh, this vaccine, which is um, for an STD. It's it's not appropriate for the government to be mandating that for anybody. So. Um, so definitely be aware of that AB 659 as it starts going through the legislative process. Um, we'll keep you posted on when to make phone calls on it um, and when to take action and what that action should look like. Um, but certainly, if you haven't reached out again to your own legislator to build a relationship at the district level, um, please do that now before you get called on to, to make one of those calls that you're you're asking them to vote no on something. So um, again, it's it's a good time to to build relationships out of friendliness. So um, I think that's. Do you have any other thoughts on six fifty nine, or you want to jump right into the next one? Yeah, um, I don't think I have anything uh, more on that. I just echo what you said. I think it's it's an important line to draw, even when it doesn't you know directly involve you. I think there are certain. Uh, principles and, and duties that the state cannot insert itself in, especially yeah. when it comes to between a parent and a child. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that kind of relates to the next bill um, that, that one of, one of many others that, that we're tracking is uh, AB 223. Um, and this bill relates to the, uh, the change of official documents uh with the gender and sex identifier on an official document such as a birth certificate um and uh this bill uh so state law already allows um minors to change uh the sex identifier like from male to female or female to male on their official documents however um that is all documented as of now there's a there's a note that hey there's been an amendment right um so this bill would seal those changes from the public um in essence making it like there's no record of the change at all so um the main concern with this uh again this isn't a uh, directly a um homeschool issue uh this is more um thinking about, you know, uh, a private school for boys, a private school for girls, um, and the effects that this could have on a student that has changed their identifier on their documents, and there's no way to 
verify, um, especially for a religious school that has a religious opposition to this sort of change. Um, it's it could really um, basically it, it could put up a great deal of, of problems for a school um, because you know if if a school stands up against this sort of change and says, hey, we can't we can't have this student in our school, the state very well could um, just say, well, too bad. That's what's on their document. You can't you yeah. can't oppose this. So, so so it doesn't matter what kind of school they're enrolled in or or anything like that, right? This no. is across the board. For this anyone. is just yeah, this is just relates to official documents. And so the danger that we're seeing is basically the uh, the effects that this could have on enrollment in. I mean, whether it's a public or a private school, um, private school or public schools are generally co-ed, you know, girls and right. boys together in the school. Um, but a lot of private schools, especially religious schools, are are very often um, separated by gender. So, right. yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple of things that came to my mind when we were talking about this bill is things like um, summer camps um, or or sports teams, yeah. um, because those are areas where parents are, you know, they want to make sure that their kids are are in the right place in the right yeah. locker room in the right dormitory or whatever it might be there's been a lot of there's been a lot of cases of, of problems like this with sports definitely and um with this bill there would be no uh really no way to um to oppose it on a legal ground at all mm -hmm. because the record wouldn't exist right yeah so huh. yeah. so that so bill this this sort of thing it's not it's not as much a uh, a parental rights issue um it is in the sense that uh you know there's plenty of moral objections to to an act like this but um as the bill stands it still would any change like that any official document change like that for a minor still requires the consent of their parents um so another concern of this bill that it it's not a it's not a concern of the bill as it stands right now, but if it were amended to allow a minor to change that without any parental consent, that would become a huge parental rights issue. That would completely change and really heighten the the uh, the danger of it. But as of yeah. now, it still requires parental knowledge and consent for for changes like that. So generally, it's it's a wrong direction. I mean, it goes against the whole design of of creation of of god creating a man and woman um it, i mean that goes straight back to genesis and 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 it goes against the design of of the family structure as well just just like we've talked about last year quite a bit with um parental rights involved in making medical decisions for kids and uh, putting the decision for medical decisions on kids instead of their parents um there's there's a reason that god made the family and there's a reason that he designed it the way he did and this sort of undermines that at its at its core with with the whole gender issue so it's yeah. important one to be aware of and um as it moves through we'll uh, again keep you posted um yeah and a note on that uh, that entire topic of whose authority um We've got a great article on our website about, it's called, I believe it's titled um, On Whose Authority. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a great breakdown of 
the roles that that God has given to the parent, to the state, and to the individual, really just um, uh, and including uh, the corporate church, um, what role each of those units has in society and from a biblical perspective, and how we can uh, form our view and um, our lives around God's design for those different entities. It's it's a great read. I would really recommend you guys uh, check it out um, just for, for some more in-depth uh, biblical perspective on really the, the root issues with bills like these. Yeah, yeah. Um, before uh, you uh, list out and explain some of our resources on advocacy, um, I wanted to just read a, a scripture from 1 Timothy 2, uh, verses 1 through 4. It says, first of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings, and for all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires that all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So this is just a good reminder to us that um, there's a there's a big picture, um, God's plan and uh, God's gospel, that um, we should be praying for all people to to be coming to a knowledge of that truth of God's gospel. And that includes, as these verses say, uh, kings and, and leaders. And so as we talk about our legislators, we need to be remembering to pray for them individually and pray for them as a group as they make decisions for our state. Um, it's important that we do that. Um, we should care and love them enough to, to do that, but also it's a command from God. So um, we don't really have an excuse to not do so. So let's yeah. remember to pray for our leaders and um, ask that God would show them the truth and that they would make wise decisions based on God's truth. Mm -hmm. um, also, uh, just before I forget, our next podcast is going to have a special guest, Dr. Brian Ray. Um, so you'll want, not want to miss that. We're going to be talking about some um, this topics about uh, studies and research on homeschooling and a few other things. So uh, looking forward to that next week. Um, now, uh, Drew, you want to talk about some resources and how people can get involved in advocacy? Definitely. Yeah. Um, so last week, uh, our episode of The Frontline had, um, was an interview with uh, a homeschool mom, uh, Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer's been involved in homeschool advocacy for years at this point um she's been attending uh capital day for a number of years um and since our capital day this year in january she's visited i believe six different district offices her and her family and she has been just a powerhouse of making these connections with with legislators and with staffers on local levels um even going outside of her district it's it's been really encouraging to see um so i would really recommend that everybody uh check out that um the video podcast um uh with the interview between her and nathan um 
there's also the audio version um, everywhere on uh, Audible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, um, and uh, all the episodes uh, of The Frontline, including that interview episode, are up on our YouTube channel as well. Um, but uh, the main benefit of uh, of just seeing those interactions uh, that that interview with Jennifer, I would say, is the fact that it doesn't stop with her. You know, um, we have a we have our advocacy from home program that we really encourage everybody to get involved in. Um, we have video training um, on our YouTube channel, on our website that has just uh over a dozen videos uh, basically explaining this is how you meet with your legislator. It's it's very similar to the training that we go over at Capitol Day, just preparing you and your family to make those connections, like Nathan said, before any controversial issues come up, just to have that baseline friendship. And that's that's one thing that Jennifer pointed out, that relationship with these with these legislators, with these staffers is feels more like a friendship when you have when you've introduced yourself, when you're coming back for a second visit, right? Um, it completely changes the context of any issue that you may have with a bill that you that you need to discuss with them. Um, so um, our advocacy from home uh, program, it's uh, for homeschoolers, it's for families, and um, it's uh, it's all available on the website to apply, to get the training done. If you've already been to Capital Day, you are trained. Um, and uh, we we can't do it alone. I mean, uh, we have we have people supporting us all over the state and uh, we're incredibly thankful for that. Um, but I think the uh, the most important part of any legislative battle we face is having that relationship established before the battle. Um, that completely changes how you interact with the legislators and it can make or break a bad bill. So um, please apply uh, if you or your family are interested in it. Um, tell people in your homeschool group um, and it would uh, it would really it really will have a tangible impact on California politics and right. the freedoms that we have. Yeah. Yeah. It really does make a difference. And like Drew said, we can't do it alone. I mean, even uh, I think we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, um, even if Drew and I split up and visited every district off in this office in the state, it wouldn't have the same impact as people from those districts visiting those offices. Because um, if you live in a city, you're you're a constituent of the representative that comes from that city. So they care about the people that live in their district and they want to hear from them. And that's you. So um, definitely uh, build build those relationships uh, wherever you can. And um, you've got to start somewhere. So um, as Reagan would say, you just got to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. One thing I, I do want to want to point out, so there's no confusion, confusion. The, the entire program is free. We're not trying to make money off of this. We really do desire to see families have an impact on their legislators because right. that's that's really where it starts, right? I mean, um, all the training that that those videos provide, um, 
all the uh, the connections that you make, it's it's really for the good of homeschool and parental freedoms and rights. Right. Yeah, we, we make we try to make it as easy as possible. Um, it's very straightforward and um, and clear instructions. We we mail you a packet to get you started. It's a it includes a packet to give to your legislator. It includes uh, a book and a guide to doing a district office visit. So um, it's it's something that uh, we we can't make it any easier for you. So um, please uh, connect with us and, and join the team. Yeah, I mean, and Jennifer ran out of packets. She delivered so many, so we're <laughs> yeah. sending her more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. a great thing to see, and we hope uh, other people join in. That's right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I got to say, before we close here, I'm really looking forward to next week's episode with Brian Ray. He's yeah. been he's been a great resource for research and statistics, and he's yep. he's a really great guy. Yeah, he's he's um, definitely the the world expert on homeschool research, and his work at National Home Education Research Institute has been uh, critical to. Um, helping people understand homeschooling. And uh, it's really great that we're able to have him. And uh, in addition to that, I will be speaking at a couple of events down in Southern California uh, next month uh, with Dr. Brian Ray. And so we're looking forward to that um, in uh, coming up pretty soon. So if you're interested in that, uh, check out our events page on the website and uh, you can learn more about that. All right. Well, thanks so much, Drew. Yeah. Thank you, Nathan. Glad we I'll were able to cover soon. all that today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. happy Friday. Yeah. Got to get back to the rest of the bills. That's right. All right. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Frontline with FPM. For more information about the topics we discuss here, check out Family Protection Ministries at fpmca.org and subscribe to our channel.